0: yeah praise god hallelujah it's good to have us back thank you everybody for always tuning in uh and it was a great time last week um we started this new series uh the book of habakkuk uh it was it was an awesome time so uh we're gonna go in that same um direction we'll try and just Put some finishing touches to chapter one and uh, we'll do chapter two so uh, let's let's just say a word of prayers as we start father we thank you for today thank you for another time in your presence thank you for this season Lord I ask as we go into your word you teach us yourself in the name of Jesus is there anybody that is having a tough question for you Lord I say you will answer us in the name of Jesus Someone is going through one thing or the other, a challenge at this time. I ask Lord that the Holy Spirit will minister unto you, angels will minister unto you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. So please uh invite your friends, invite your family that we've started. Uh, so let's just get started. So Um, If you remember last week, we spoke um, uh, kind of an introductory um, part of the book, whereby we looked at the context where Habakkuk was writing this particular book. Uh, This was at the time that they were uh, captured by the Babylonians. And uh, it seems like, oh God, is God not answering our prayers? Is God not here with us? And um, the, I mean, it looked so confusing. And God, from from some of his uh, uh, the the kind of the things I was concerned about, four things I was said he was concerned about: uh, violence was the order of the day. <clears throat> there was so much conflict. Wickedness is 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 rampant, and then injustice in the courts. And when God was to answer him, God even confirmed that uh, uh, <laughs> these Babylonians are wicked. And uh, God said he was the one uh, uh, sending them to to punish his people. And uh, we saw uh, the response of Habakkuk even to that. Through God God did as if he was, even ignoring some of his earlier concerns. So those are the kind of things um, we're going to see uh, today. We'll just I want us to put some finishing touches to that um, uh, uh, chapter one, a couple of things that I want us to also note there. Uh, number one is that the, uh, if you're going to read this uh, book, it's a very short book, three chapters, I will, I will suggest that we read from the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation uh, makes it more of a storyline like a prose, uh, it takes it away from the poetic version of the KJV and some other um, older translations. So, um, that's it. Um, so the first response God gave, like we said last week, the first response God gave Abacook was that He cares. I mean, we should understand that uh, He knows that His people uh, are in that dilemma, that He cares about His people. Uh but we're still going to send the Babylonians to chastise uh Judah. Uh, another thing, uh according to God, the Babylon, of course, we, we said that last, last week, the Babylonians are cruel and a wicked people. Uh I, I want us to maybe we're gonna read a couple of of, of, of verses uh, aside the book of Habakkuk. Um one thing is we should know in Second Kings from between chapters 21 and 25. The Babylonians attacked Jerusalem three times. Uh, It was at the third time that they they leveled Jerusalem to the ground. They plowed it under, like they they finished uh, uh, the whole of Jerusalem, and they took the brightest into exile. That was when uh, Daniel and Co. were taken into exile. They took the brightest to serve in the in the palace. of the king of Nebuchadnezzar, the Second Kings twenty-five verse seven. Uh, God also described the Babylonians as a bitter people. Uh, they were boastful people. They were confident in themselves, uh, and I also I, I took I took a bit of time to uh, describe. I mean to suggest. Let me say uh, that uh, the way Nebuchadnezzar acted. Both at this time and in the book of Daniel, it showed that he probably had um a mental disorder, a suffering from insanity. So, a, a nation that is cruel, very wicked, and their king is mad. Let's use that word. Uh, and God is using that nation to chastise uh, his 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 people. So God's response was both confusing. And I mean it was of concern to Habakkuk. I mean, he couldn't imagine how a fair and just God would be using a less righteous people to punish a more righteous nation. Yes, what the Israelite did was bad, but it wasn't as bad as what the Babylonians who I mean were doing. So he now asked a second set of questions, and uh, we read that um uh so, he has a second set of questions from verse, verses 12 to 13. Maybe we should just read that. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 1, uh, let me just read verse 12. Okay, verse 12. Oh Lord, my only one, you are eternal. Surely you do not plan to wipe us out? O oh Lord, our rock, you have you have sent these Babylonians to correct us. To punish us for uh, many sins, but you are pure and cannot side the stand of evil. Will you wink at their treasury? Should you be silent while the wicked swallow up the people more righteous than they? So now let, let's let's just let's just let's pause a little bit there. Let me just go back to my notes there. I want us to note six things here, especially in that verse thirteen. I want us to note six things there. Number one. Um, um Habakkuk's questions, the, the prophet's questions, were based on a wrong premise because he believed that um, Judah was more righteous than Babylon. Similarly, a number of us also kind of um, have this superiority complex uh, these days. We, we think we are more righteous than others. We think we are not as bad as those people. Uh, and the truth is that no man is more righteous than the other. Uh, I mean, we are, the Bible says in Romans 3, verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Isaiah, Isaiah 64, verse 6 says that our righteousness is even like a filthy rag. Even the, those of us who claim, who think we are righteous, we are like... Oops. sorry apologies okay sorry for that uh breaking transmission so um as i was saying isaiah chapter 64 verse 6 says that our righteousness is like a filthy rag even the righteousness that some of us are claiming to have uh is like a filthy rag in the presence of god uh so uh we are we are i mean i mean there's no There's nothing uh, uh, that should make us think we are more worthy or some other people are less worthy than we are. And this is, uh, permit me to use the word, those of us who are churchy, who are born in the church, who grew up in the church, we tend to look down on other people uh, as if we are a bit more righteous than they. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So number two thing to know from, from his response is that uh, when we are perplexed about issues, we should learn to ask the right questions based on sound spiritual precepts. We should learn to ask the right questions based on sound spiritual precepts. Number three thing to know, um, Cook accepted the sovereignty of God. He held firmly to God's faithfulness and goodness. Uh, and I think that's something we need to learn. Uh, he held firmly to what he knew. So, when we are confused, when we are in a, in, a, in a perplexed state, we need to hold on to the certainty. We need to hold on to the non negotiable principles and attributes of God. We shouldn't let challenges we're going through change those attributes that we believe in. We know God had been faithful. You know God had been, even though, so you should go from the Known to the unknown, you know that God had been faithful. You know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. You know that God is eternal. You know that God will not lie. You know that. So let's hold on to those attributes of God that are non-negotiable. The attributes of God that we know are real, are as in life. Those are the things that we should hold on to when uh, we're in a state of perplexity. Number four, Habakkuk believed that whatsoever happened, whatever happens, God will never allow Judah to be totally wiped off. Because he said in verse 12 that, will you not allow them? I mean, you, you won't allow them to wipe us all out. So, because of his covenant uh, with Abraham, uh, so he knows that no matter what, God will still preserve uh, his people. So number five, when you're perplexed, go to God with the assurance that God will give you the right answer. So when we're in a state of perplexity, we'll go with that assurance that I know that I'm going to get a right answer uh, 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 from God. Uh, Number six, last but not the least uh, from that. Okay, number six. So... Uh, chapter two, verse one. Uh, some of some manuscripts have that chapter two, verse one, as part of chapter one. After he, he stated all his all his all his concerns and questions the second time, I will now go and wait on you to answer me. He knew that God was going to answer him. Uh, so um, let's go to before we go to his God's second reply. We just want us to read because we've read. Uh, that chapter 1 last week so let's read from chapter 2 just a couple of verses then we'll take some of my notes praise God okay I, I will do with time we're good with time so chapter 2 verse 1 I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post there I will wait to see what the Lord will say and how he will answer my complaints then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves themselves. And their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by the faithfulness of God. Uh, we'll come back to that much later. Um, wealth is treacherous. And, and the arrogant are never at rest. They open their mouths as wide as a grave like the, like, and like death. They are never satisfied. In their greed, they have gathered up many nations and swallowed up many people. But soon, their captives will taunt them. They will mock them, saying, what sorrow awaits you, thieves? Now, you will get what you deserve. You have become rich by extortion. But how much longer can this go on? Suddenly, your debtors will take up action. They will turn on you and take all you have. While you stand trembling and helpless because you have plundered many nations, now all the survivors will plunder you. You committed murder throughout the countryside and filled the towns with violence. What sorrow of awaits you who build big houses with money gained dishonestly? You believe in your wealth. You believe your wealth will buy you security putting your family's nest beyond the reach of danger hmm. but the very murders you committed you have shamed your name and forfeited your lives the very stones and the walls cry out against you and the beams of the ceilings echo the complaints whatsoever awaits you who built cities with money gained through murder and corruption I mean there are loads of lessons there but let's let's just take those first few verses because those lessons are just, i mean those verses are it's like they're just talking to to a typical nigeria situation right now now so god's second reply um god asked abakuk to write this response down for you and i so that it can be passed on from generation to generation so that you and i can be encouraged. By this, it may not be fulfilled immediately, but it will be fulfilled at the appointed time. That is the point we miss God. Um some I think I read it was recently maybe on Facebook or, or on someone's WhatsApp status. I read something that says, When you are not the one in charge of time, how how dare you say that you're late? How dare you say that your time has passed? How dare you say that someone's someone has overtaken you, or someone's time is early, or someone is late, or someone is? You are not in charge of time. God is in charge of time. There's a song that says, "My times are in Thy hands." If our times are, He knows what we ought to have. for time, so when He says it will be fulfilled at the appointed time, not at my own time, not at the time. I I I choose not at the time I'm talking to God or at the time I tell God to do it, at the time God has appointed to do it. That's where we miss God. We want this uh, sandwich, microwave, instantaneous uh, uh, blessings, and in our microwave generation, of course, we want quick answers, sharp, sharp. Let's say, instantly, it, uh, it must be, uh, it must happen now. We as, we all, and of, of course, some of the teachings we've had over the years have all, always only taught us about uh, sowing and reaping. They've not taught about, they've, they've not really uh, um, uh, hammered on the fact that between the time of sowing and the time of reaping, there's a time of waiting. So it's actually sowing, waiting, and reaping. That's why people want to sow today and reap tomorrow. People even <laughs> literally bribe God with their offering. God, this is my last 1,000 naira, or this is my last 500 naira. I'm going to drop it in the offering basket so that I can get by tomorrow. I want my household paid, or I want I want this, I want a miracle tomorrow. So we bribe God uh, rather than worship God with our offering or, or with our sight and, and co. So we want that uh, instantaneous blessings I'm not I'm not against it but these things the Lord the Bible says they will happen at the appointed time so number four uh God told uh, uh, uh Habakkuk that the Babylonians themselves will be destroyed uh, and history of of course history has it that uh, uh, uh it actually happened uh but man it's always a tollydote. Uh, what, what i forgot forgotten there's a particular uh, maybe you dream the dream when we're taking the Bible in 30 days. I think I, I talked about a particular uh, tollydote of, of someone. I' forgotten to think, skip my mind now. But if you read the, the, the book of Genesis, it's always a Toledo It came. we were born, we rise, we rule, we wait, we fall, and we die. It's always like that. So nations are also like that. They come, they rise. They rule, they fall, they go into extinction. So the Babylonians definitely uh, also fell. Um, Hebrews three verse eight. Uh, like don't don't think that they will get away with their own sins as well. Uh, so if God is using someone to chastise you, and they're doing it unjustly and that they are being wicked, don't worry. God is saying that they will not also go unpunished. I mean, uh, and this came to pass about 70 years after. I mean, uh, okay, maybe I should just, uh, let's zoom in a little bit how this um, came to pass. Uh, Daniel chapter 5 verse 30 to 31 uh, talked about Daniel uh, Belteshazzar, I think. Yes, the third king after Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, When uh, uh, there was a writing on the wall and Daniel uh, interpreted it that um, your your kingdom has been weighed and and things like that. So uh, it's actually dangerous. What Daniel did was dangerous. Uh, one lesson there is that it is it is risky. It is dangerous to 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 tell the truth to power. People, most powerful people, want phrases once i mean yes as much as they want feedbacks they really don't want to you to always sell the truth that's the same truth so what daniel did there was dangerous of course god has said it 70 years ago that Nebuchad- i mean that babylon will be destroyed so the guy that was drinking with the utensils of the temple was just playing acting the script it was just acting the script. It will happen. God has said they will be destroyed, and they were destroyed. Uh, so uh, that's that's something about the word of God. Once whatever He has promised you, no matter what you are going through today, whatever God has promised you will come to pass. No matter what, it will come to pass uh so let's just take about four lessons here and maybe we'll wrap up because uh the, the that's that's one that is talking about people that build wealth on 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 um on on other people's tears. we're gonna talk about that next week that is very very significant because it, it seems that's the, that's the, that's the that's the i mean that's the norm now I mean, people will steal money that the three generations cannot finish. What are you? And we'll see what the Bible says will happen to those people next week by God's grace. So, four lessons um, we have to learn in these few verses that God responded to Habakkuk. Uh, We, we, we all—that's the sincere truth. We all of us have times where where we experience difficulties and we are perplexed. We all have that. Uh, when I believe about God does not match the reality on ground. Um, um, let, the, let the poor say, I am rich. You've been confessing, you've been confessing and it's like, ah, listen, we've been outworking. You've been doing this, you've submitted CVs, you've, you've submitted proposals. The reality on ground is not matching the word of God that he said to you. Uh, don't think you're alone. So number one, when you are when when you are in those in those situations. Be real with God. Don't pretend as if you're not confused. Don't pretend as if you're a superhero. Be real with God. Number two, don't judge God. Don't judge God's ways by your feeble senses. Man can only know yesterday and today. Like the saying goes, no man knows tomorrow. But God has seen the end from the beginning. He knows the end. So, don't let's judge god by our limited knowledge uh, like i do say you don't know what is evil in our sight at this time when we look at god over 200 years over a hundred years we see that oh that supposed evil was actually good and when you look at some things even some of us that have passed through some evil what we thought was evil was actually a set of by god It's a set up by god to so, for our own good, to bring good out of that thing. So, don't judge God by your feeble senses. Number three, bring your questions to God as Habakkuk did and trust God's faithfulness. Number four, move from the unknown to known. I think I said this earlier. Uh, You know that God is faithful. You know that God will not fail. You know that God is eternal. So move from the unknown to the known. Uh, this is a strategy. And now that we, we even know more than Abaku did, I mean, we have the Holy Spirit. We know about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We know about the love of God. We know everything um, works together for the good of them that love the Lord. So that that's how we should be uh, expressing our hearts to God when we are perplexed. And also your perplexities, look to the cross of Calvary in those times that you don't have answers to those very, very heart-wrenching questions. Um, Look to the cross of Calvary. Then wait patiently for God to act. Uh, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Let's wait. I mean, this also talks to me. Uh, Let's wait patiently for God to act. Don't um, go faster than God. Don't go above God. Uh, Then after waiting on God, he composed a song. We're going to look at that uh, uh, next week, a song. Uh, Then you must avoid the trap of pride. The, oh, uh, just like the Pharisee uh, in the parable of Jesus and the tax collector, the Pharisee came and like, oh, I'm not like that guy. I pay my tithe. I do this. I do this. I come to church early. I'm, I'm a worker in the church. Let's avoid that trap of pride none none of us is worthy none of us none of us no, our righteousness is like a, a filthy rag uh, let me just quickly summarize and then take questions if we have any um, god showed abacook that is he, and is also showing us that he knows what is going on he knows what is going on in your life he knows what is go, what you are going through he knows and god told abacook and he's telling us that he cares, he cares for you, he cares for me. Uh, the root of the matter is the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign. God is in charge. No matter how deadly uh, uh, the situation is, God is in charge. The timeline of God and his methods are different from ours because of our limited knowledge in the past and the present our timelines our methods the knowledge the things we know God sees through time so the things we know are so limited God's timeliness is different his timeline is different from ours and of course God works in mysterious ways so I, I I I just I hope you are encouraged today. I hope someone is encouraged today. Uh that God works in mysterious ways and God will show up for you. Wait for him, wait for him, praise him, compose a song throughout I mean all through this uh, uh this waiting period. It's not easy, uh, but the Lord will strengthen you in the name of Jesus. Uh do we have any question from anybody? Uh before we wrap up. Thank you very much. Uh, So next week, we'll look at uh, lessons from these conversations. And uh, we'll zoom into uh, those people, uh, those characters that God was describing in chapter 2. People who amass wealth through extortion, money that is meant for people, money that is meant for a whole society. So people will take it and just put it for their own family, spend it on their children. And you expect that the head of that child will be correct money that is meant to to repair roads and people are dying on that road and you think that you steal that money and to give your child education abroad and you think that child will come back home and and amount to anything. We're going to see what what the Lord said will happen to those people like that uh, next week. So if you are that kind of a person, I want you to repent. I want you to repent. And if you're going through a, a time of perplexity, the Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will strengthen you. In the name of Jesus. Let's just say a word of prayers as we close. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. We I I, I ask on behalf of my brothers and my sisters, is there anyone going through issues? Is there anyone going through perplexities? Is there anyone going through uh, one thing or the other? I ask that you please um, 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 strengthen us through this time in the name of Jesus. Uh, please don't, if there's any way we've we've acted stupidly, we've asked questions we're not supposed to ask, we ask that you please have mercy in the name of Jesus. We ask that, Lord, you give us the patience to wait for you, patiently to wait for you, the grace to always wait for you, wait on you, give it to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. God bless you. See you uh, next week. Have a wonderful evening. Bye.